Hello and welcome to Made in Manitoba as we welcome back pianist and songwriter Mike Jansen as we highlight the third album in his series of psalm interpretations. Originally from Steinbach and now calling Toronto home with his family, Mike's latest effort is called Songs from the Canyon and has a much different feel than the previous albums in the series. He describes it as more cinematic, more robust compared to the contemplative sounds of the previous work. And tonight we share Mike's music and the story of how this project has evolved since its beginnings, which started after he suffered a severe concussion. It's Mike Jansen and Songs from the Canyon on Made in Manitoba. We get the program started after this. Satisfied with your giving, made by your spirit living, teeming with holy song. Sing it hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah,
Well, how about we get started with the fact that, you know, it's been a while since we've had you on our Made in Manitoba program. We certainly have had you on a number of times over the years. But, you know, if you were to kind of look back over the past year, say calendar 2023, what were some of the big things that you were up to that you'd like to share with our listening audience? Yeah, thanks, Chris, for having me on. Um, Yeah, one of my highlights this year was playing at the Burton Cummings Theatre. When I was younger, I used to always go there and, you know, hear different musical events there. Way back in the day, I think it was John Buller playing there, and anyway, lots of other people who have played there. And uh, so this year, I got to bring the Psalms concert. Uh, Steve Bell joined me, and we got to do a whole night of music there, so that was fun. And then, uh, I guess this uh, this November, this last November, I released the new album of the Psalms called Songs from the Canyon. Uh, so, so that was a big, you know, getting ready for that and releasing that. That was a lot of work, but a lot of uh, fun getting it out. Now, uh, you mentioned Steve Bell. Steve Bell has uh, been a part of our Golden West radio family for many years. He's been on Made in Manitoba countless times. In fact, was the very first guest we ever had. Uh, your relationship with Steve has extended for quite a while, too. Yeah, you know, Steve is a really great friend. Um, I don't know where my career would probably be without him. Like, you know, back in the day, he had me on tour with him, which was an amazing experience because, you know, there was some killer Canadian talent and musicians on those tours and I was just a young guy starting out uh, and I remember being like just super nervous um, on a few of those tours at the beginning but you know every night you know on that tour and and since you know that I get a chance to play with Steve it's it's really uh, life-shaping and amazing so it's he's just a great guy to be around. Let's just talk about uh, or get starting to talk about your latest album again, released in November, Songs from the Canyon. And this is the uh, third album of, of psalm interpretations as, as you describe it. So just tell us uh, a little bit about the album overall. Just kind of give us a sense of, of, of what it is, how it feels, if you will. Yeah, the first two albums of psalms were very meditative and reflective and quieter. And so I had a few extra songs left over from that that I just sort of shelved. And thought, you know, I'll come back to them. At some point, they were a little bigger, a little more upbeat, and didn't really fit the first two albums. Um, so I started getting these songs together uh, two years ago, and I didn't quite know what to do with them. So I phoned up my friend who was a producer and said, like, can you listen to these and see, are they any good or are they not very good? Just tell <laughs> me. And I sort of had a bit of a suspicion they might not be very good. I wasn't sure. Um, so I sent them off to him. And within like a few hours, he sent me an email back and said, Mike, like these are some of my favorite songs you've written. I was like, really? Did you listen? Did you get the right email? And he said, yeah, like I, I love them. And so I said, okay, could you produce this album for me? Because I think you've got more of a vision than I do right now. So I began writing a few extra songs, some with like more gospel jazz <clears throat> influence. And uh, overall, this, the album is like a lot more cinematic and wide and big moving and lots of textures um, and much more upbeat. So yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled with the result. You know, it seems that uh, creatives uh, always are pretty hard on the things that they create. So what was it like for you to have someone from the outside, if you will, tell you these things that you didn't think were that great, that had been on the shelf, maybe never to see the light of day, actually were worth putting some additional effort in to create a third album of these psalm interpretations? You know, it was sort of humbling because I, you know, I, I really was ready at one point to move on from them. And uh, we sat down and had a coffee and long talk about them. And he said, look, like, 
here's my vision. Here's what I'm thinking. Here's where we can go with this. Like, I really, really, really think, you know, this, this could be good. And so, yeah, I almost against my will at the beginning, I, I dove into the songs, but as I dove into it, they started feeling more like, you know, my own songs again. And uh, a few of them I needed to rewrite. There was one song on there called Wonderful that was out of Psalm 139. And, you know, when I played it for him, he was a little quiet after he said, yeah, it was pretty good. Um, but like, what does it mean for God's love to be wonderful to us? And so I thought about that. And the, the song I had written was sort of like a Chris Tomlin down the middle worship kind of song. And I thought a bit more about like, what does my life actually look like? Um, why do I think God's love is wonderful for me? Um, what does it look like in the times where we can't do anything toward God, where we're depressed or down in the dumps um, or hurt or injured? Um, and then this new song sort of started to come out. Um, and the, the song in the end was something I really wanted to sing. And the song at the beginning, I sort of felt like I didn't really want to sing. So, um, yeah, you know, having someone just who actually is honest with you about uh, your ideas and which are good ones, which aren't. It's super helpful as an artist. Now, was it always the intention when you started this project a number of years ago to have multiple albums in this vein? Like, were you thinking two was going to be the end with these extras hitting the shelf or, or what was your plan? I had absolutely no, no plan at all. <laughs> you know, when I first started working on this project, I had just finished um, going out uh, for, for lunch with my friend, and he said, would you ever consider doing a Psalms album? And at that time, like life was busy. I was doing a lot of orchestra shows. Um, I had this big jazz project for radio stuff that I was excited about. Um, and I just sort of looked at him and said, like, I don't know that I'll get to this, but I love the idea. So there was no plan at all to do it until um, in 2016, I was, you know, drinking some water late at night and I fainted and hit my head really hard. And then suddenly all I had was time, right? I, I, it was, began a journey of a few years of recovery and I was desperate for some kind of words and prayers to pray when things were so dark around me. Um, and so the Psalms became this like lifeline that, that really, really helped me through a really difficult season. Um, and so out of that, you know, at the beginning I could maybe write like, a minute of a song and then I'd feel really dizzy and I'd have to close my eyes again. But by the end of the few years I was doing, you know, maybe half an hour in a row or an hour. And so at the end of those few years, I had a few thousand voice memos on my phone. Some of them not very good at all. Uh, and most of them not very good at all. And then a few were, were good. Um, and so I'd play them for friends. And then out of that, um, yeah, these albums came out of that place. Um, so there was not really a plan in place. And the third album, I just had some leftover songs at the beginning that I thought I got to do something with. Um, and yeah, and, and then I wrote a few new ones that um, are some of my favorites on there too. It's, it's always fun to write new material that, you know, <clears throat> you can try new things out. And I love jazz and improvisation. So, you know, some of the songs have a bit more gospel feel on them too. Rebellion. Only you 
That's Mike Jansen and music from his latest album, Songs from the Canyon, the third in a series of psalm interpretations. And I asked him to talk about how he approached interpreting such important pieces of faith within Christianity. We'll pick up the conversation with Mike Jansen on Made in Manitoba. Obviously, a lot of our audience is very familiar with with the psalms, uh, considering who we are here at Golden West. So with that in mind, and your Christian faith, how, how do you approach interpreting these, these pieces, you know, considering the importance and reverence that surrounds the Psalms within Christian faith? Yeah, and I think there's a lot of different ways to go about it. Um, I think one way is just to respond, you know, with your life to the Psalms. And, you know, you, you might read through a Psalm and find a few verses, um, sometimes a whole chapter, that really resonate with where you're at, the Psalms come out of very traumatic experiences for the psalmist often. Like when we read them, I think sometimes we read them through our own lens. Uh, but if you're really injured or hurt or depressed, suddenly the Psalms take on a new light. Um, and you can see that the psalmist is actually writing these out of deep, deep traumatic experiences that they're going through. And so that's why you, you, you get all the emotion. You get the anger, you get the rage, you get the anxiety, you get the worry, you get the joy elation, like, you know, all these different things are in the Psalms, um, and they're just fantastic resources that way for, for the church, right? Um, a third of the Psalms are laments, I found out, which sort of surprised me, because um, in my church, I don't know how many laments we sing, you know, but somehow there's something so um, life-giving and healing about singing laments to God. I think it's because, you know, when you go through a hard time, um, Often if you have a close friend with you, even if they don't say much, as you go through this hard time together, you, you deepen your trust, you deepen your relationship, honesty is deepened. And I think that's what happens with lament. Um, it's so important for us to bring all of our life, all of the, our emotions before God and not sort of feel like he doesn't want to be a part of those things. So I think uh, that for me is a really, really important part of the Psalms. Um, you, you can also obviously write psalms literally. You, you, there's songs out there that you know are going word for word, and I, I only did that maybe on like 10% of the stuff. Uh, most of it's just my own life and my injury and sort of what I've been going through in life, <clears throat> playing off of where the psalmist is coming from. Now, you know, we're, we're well aware, and we've talked about it before on our radio station, our program, about how this overall project started at a very difficult time for you from that very serious concussion. You look back at 2016 to where we are now in 2024, we're, we're kind of at the conclusion of this three-album set, if you will. How has your faith grown or changed during this time of creation and connection, uh, intimate connection with the Psalms? Often in life, and I've known this about myself for a while, but often I think there's a tendency to rely on what we're good at, to get us through things. Um, we look at our successes, uh, things people say about us, and those things can sort of drive and feed us in life. And I feel like through these years where, in, in a, for a bunch of years, I feel like I really lost everything. Um, and I really, really didn't know if I'd ever sing or play music again, or write music again, or be able to play a concert, or be able to drive again. Um, so I think for me, there's just such... Um, gratitude now that I'm coming out the other side and I feel a lot better. Um, like to actually be able to do a show, to actually be able to drive to a show, to be able to connect with people without getting dizzy, to be able to walk into a, you know, a room before a show and feel like, okay, I'm excited about this. 
um, I, I think everything counts right now. And I, I just feel like, um, yeah, I feel like I've been given another chance. And maybe out of that, I hope that, you know, I'm quicker uh, to have loose hands, uh, not not to puff up myself as much, I hope. And just, just to be really thankful to be a part of this good work of, of you know, telling people there is hope and that God loves them. You uh, touched on the song Wonderful a little earlier in our conversation. I did want to skip back to the lead single from Songs from the Canyon, which uh, was Echoes, uh, an interpretation of Psalm 8. Just tell us a little bit about that song and some of the uh, guests that you had be part of it. Yeah, that was a fun one. Um, you know, growing up, I, I was a big Rich Mullins fan. fan. Um, I just loved his textures and, you know, songwriting. He always came at it from a little different angle. Uh, so I wanted to write something out of Psalm 8 that really had this feeling of creation, uh, that you could feel creation in the music. Um, my my family and I live like in Toronto, which is a very densely populated area. And, you know, it's hard to find green space sometimes where there's not like a thousand people there. So every summer we make the wonderful trek, you know, through Lake Superior, Thunder Bay, all the way to our, our family cottages in the White Shell. So um, one year I was out there and I was on a paddleboard and I thought, well, let's go. It's, you know, the lake was glass. There was rock canyons sort of surrounding me. <coughs> and so I, so I went out there and, and uh, out in the middle of the lake, I just had this melody sort of start. And it was very organic and earthy. And uh, it was based on the Psalms, had a bit of a chant to it. And so, you know, we went back to Toronto and, and recorded the song. But there was something missing. I, I, it was my own voice all the way through it, and it just didn't feel like it quite worked. Um, so I phoned up Steve and I said, "Like, I think this really needs a an indigenous chanter or singer. Do you know anyone good?" And he said, "There's this guy in Winnipeg, uh, Coco Stevens. Um, you know, Stevenson. Sorry, and uh, he try him out. He he'll be great." And he said, "But he might not do what you want." He might do his own interpretation. So I said, great, okay. So we booked the day. I couldn't be there. When I got back and listened to what he had done, I was just blown away. Um, you know, Indigenous peoples in Canada have been through an awful lot. And, you know, he came generously on this project and sang on it. And the last words he says was miigwitch, which means thank you to the Creator. And I was so touched by that. I thought there was such a generosity in that. Um, and then I also got another singer um, back here in Ontario called Jonathan Markle. And Jonathan is a fantastic artist who gives most of his time up into northern communities, um, helping where, where people really, really have no hope and suicide rates are very high. And he goes out most weekends and uh, plays shows and works with them to give hope. So he's also on there. He ended up actually replacing the, my part on the chant and Coco Stevenson ended up making up something which is just ab absolutely spine tingling. I consider the heavens, it's brilliance, the work of your hand. Show 
That was the song Echoes, the first single from Mike Jansen's album, Songs from the Canyon. It features the vocals of Indigenous Canadian artists Ray Coco Stevenson from the Cree and Ojibwe Nation, as well as Jonathan Miracle from the Mohawk Nation. Songs from the Canyon was the third in Mike's series of solemn interpretations, and we thank him for spending time with us this weekend on Made in Manitoba to talk about it. And we've come to the end of this weekend's program, but remind you, past episodes of Made in Manitoba can be found online at podcastville.ca. I'm Michelle Sawatsky along with Zach Drieger and Chris Sumner. Until next week at this time, good night.